We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. This love has taken this toll on me. Another week of brunch culture. Yes. So I guess you weren't you weren't a Maroon Five fan. No, I actually was a Maroon Five fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, Maroon Five is pretty dope. Actually, that was one of the groups that when I was a kid, I used to kind of be embarrassed to like. Oh, they were around that long? I thought they just came when we was in, like, college. No, Maroon 5 was out in, like, high school, I think. I said a kid, um, but I wasn't, like, that young. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was sheltered in high school. High school, I I thought black and Destiny's Child were the same people, so. Yeah, which is kind of sad. <laughs> that was ninth grade. Yeah, that's a little... I knew like one rap song where the party at, like, cause I had that used that came out like ninth grade and batter up, and I used to sing the heck out of that in school, cause I wanted to feel like I would belong, um, in ninth grade, and Yikes. I was like, singing it and rapping it, and it was just like, it he was looking at me like, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't go over too well. It wasn't like yeah, it. it's like I was like, man, I feel weird. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes! Wasn't a part of the cool kids club, but that's all right because you're a cool kid now. You made yourself a cool kid, and that is what's important. The cool, it's it's funny that the people that were like the cool people in high school, as adults, they're sometimes not doing anything. Then the people who were like nerds in high school are the ones that's like popular. You know, I see that. I see that at other schools. I I don't see that at my school. I feel like we all for the most part transition pretty well, well well that was a different breed yeah i feel like we all yeah, transition pretty well like we you know everybody was kind of like a nerd at Stanton, but you could be a popular nerd but well, i don't necessarily like know if we were nerds wait 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 i don't think we were nerds i think um i don't think we I were think nerds were, i thought i could you were you, you were, were there yeah. because you Believed in academic excellence. You're a smart kid. Well, I don't necessarily know if I believed in it, but I think you were just, it was smart people. So you were, you were a different caliber of kid. I'll say that. I yeah, do know. I was there for half a ninth grade. I wasn't, I didn't make it there. I didn't want to do it anymore. I could have so stayed, but I just. It's so funny how I don't, some people that I remember that went to Stanton, like I didn't realize that you left in the ninth grade. I really thought you probably were there. I knew you weren't there junior year because that's when like everybody, a lot of people left. But I thought you were there for longer. No, I was only there half of ninth grade, and then I just was like, "Nah, I'm going to first coast and take all honors classes." And that's all right. I took honors in dual enrollment, so I got, I graduated with twelve college credits. Oh, that's hey, look at you ahead of the game. I graduated with a high school diploma. Yeah, that was it. So um, now that for people that don't know, Stanton is actually a high school in our hometown. Um, I just realized that, yeah, people listen to the show and probably like, what is that? Why are y'all having this conversation about? It's one of the nation's leading schools. Absolutely. It was the number two high school in the nation when I graduated. The best high school in the state of Florida. It gets no better. 
Uh, I guess. Um, Give your best to Dero Stanton for the blue and white. The funniest thing is I never sang that song until graduation, and I remember every single lyric. Like the, the official school song. The only time I sang it was graduation that I can remember. Maybe I sang it once before that, but I think it was the only time I really remember recall like looking at words was at my graduation, and I remember every single lyric. It's sad. Oh wow! Did y'all have a teacher bay at y'all school? A teacher bay. Yeah, that's what they call in the lady, the sexy dressing teacher. That was the hashtag teacher bay. So I'm thinking that you're saying like a. <laughs> You know, like you have like the little docks, like a low end docks. I was thinking you saying like a bay, like you actually own a bay. So I, I immediately you said a teacher bay, and I thought it was like a low end dock where teachers hang out. And I was gonna be like, no, nah, I don't think we had it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do, teacher bay. No, we actually did. No, we didn't. We yeah, no, our teachers were <laughs> yeah, not teacher bay, but so the teacher bay, yeah. Let's talk about the teacher. You, you didn't know that's what they hashtagged on social media. So uh, I just kept seeing the, I kept seeing pictures and, you know, seeing people talking about them and seeing all these, th- there's some people that saying, Oh, she's doing too much. And, you know, I, t- I listened to Ricky Smiley. So I heard them talking about it on Ricky Smiley and they were saying that there's a lot of women that were calling in basically saying that she needs to she needs to be fired um one lady was oh. like i can't believe she would dress like that she basically is leading leading them little boys to look at the wrong thing and you know the dress was too tight she shouldn't have had on the dress she's selling sex we have to be mindful i think they had like a a psychologist on the show um and she said the same thing too like we were selling sex to our kids and I don't necessarily know if I think that the teacher is selling sex. I mean, I think, especially as little ki- little kids, I don't necessarily know if every little kid. Now, I do know that there's some. I think I was definitely a little kid that was very aware of like sex and stuff like that at a very early age, um, just from like people that I hung around in my neighborhood and they would tell me stuff, and I really had like a very obscure idea of what it was like I didn't really understand everything but I thought I knew so I think there are some kids that kind of know but then I think that there are a number of kids that are just kind of there and it don't really matter particularly if she this is a key this is a group of kids that are around ethnic women black women like that are naturally curvy you might have saw her in the dress and thought that she looked she looks good, but I don't think her looking that way or you seeing her butt is gonna make you like, oh, I can't focus on reading this story because her booty's so big. Like you, that's not new to you. Like you probably see this every day, and so you know what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't think there was anything that she had on that was like super suggestive and and, and revealing. I do think the dress, the, the, the dress she had on, I mean, she looks good. It was, it was, it was a tight form fit, form fitting dress. Maybe I could see one saying, Hey, this particular dress don't wear because it is very form fitting to your body. But everything else that I saw was kind of like, I mean, she's going to look that way unless she comes in here in an ankle skirt and a turtleneck. She's going to look this way. It's not too much that you can do. Yeah. And I think it's a double standard. You remember Mr. Steal your grandma? 
Yeah. You know, he's a, a like a fourth grade teacher too. Oh. Yeah. I know and that. he kind of dresses like with tight clothes to, to work teaching the elementary school kids. I just, it's funny that he is an elementary school teacher. But he wears those same clothes, and nobody ever said anything about his clothes and the fact that he's an elementary school teacher. Yeah, because, I mean, nobody, the only thing that people are, and I, I don't I don't know if, to me, it just wasn't that big of a deal. And that's what I kept, I kept watching. I was like, I mean, the fact that she's a teacher, maybe I could see the dress. And that's the only, the only thing I, I, I'll say about that is because I can imagine, like, oh, if she was going to go to, if she was... I don't know, going to the club on Saturday night and she had that dress on or going to like an adult lounge or something. She had that dress on like she would be dressed appropriately. So maybe possibly I can see that. But everything else is just kind of like, yo, I mean, that's that's how her body looks like. She can't really do anything about that. And for people saying like one lady was saying um, she should you got to dress appropriately. You got to tone it down. And again, I'm like, but I feel like she had on jeans and a jersey. And I mean, they're fitted jeans. Most people wear fitted clothes. Like, because she's not billed, as somebody put it, like a Frigidaire, she can't help it. Like, <laughs> or like a, uh, what Charlemagne said, like a, uh, an iPhone charger. <laughs> right like you can't that's you know what i'm saying it's it's one of those things that she can't help it like that's just that just is what it is and it's not like she was taking pictures and photogram with her like le- leaned over and you know showing, it's just like yo i'm just this is me like hey i look this way and i'm a teacher great whatever are there some little boys that's probably like oh my god she looks so good sure there are um and it just you know that's not every little boy and whatever like I remember being a, a kid and there was a there was a teacher that didn't dress like that at all but she was she was a younger teacher she was a black lady she had like a she had like some spunk to her and so most of me and my friends just gravitated to her probably simply because she was attractive and it wasn't something that we was like oh yeah we like it was just like no I mean you know it's it's beauty. We we are we're all attracted to beauty. We like beauty. Whatever. It is what it is. Like don't put too much into it. Yeah, it's crazy. So shout out to Teacher Bay. We we got your back. Keep doing what you're doing and keep educating. I mean, shout out to not only her but all the black um teachers doing their thing this semester. Uh we appreciate you. You are very needed and you are doing the work that a lot of people aren't willing to do. So very needed. Very, yes. very needed. I say this all the time. I think I have so much respect for teachers because I never realized all the things that went into being a teacher. I literally never thought about my teacher having like friends and <laughs> like you don't think of it as normal people. Yeah. Like it's so weird as a kid when you see your teacher in public, like at the grocery store. Or something. I don't think I've ever seen a teacher outside of school. Like a teacher of mine, maybe when I got to high school. But I never saw, like, any of my teachers as, like, a kid. Like, I never saw them anywhere but in school. And I think had I saw them somewhere else, it probably would have freaked me out. Because <laughs> I, I could never fathom them having real lives. And and, and I say that <laughs> because, I, too, when I have friends that are teachers now and I think about them having to do lesson plans and it's Saturday and they're going to 
update their classroom or clean their classroom or they're grading papers or, you know, we're hanging out. But it's like, hey, look, um, I got to be back at this time because this is my scheduled time to work on this lesson plan or work on this new thing that I want to introduce to the kids on Monday. I didn't think about none of that stuff. I literally thought they gave me a book. They already read the book when I got to class. They taught me what they read in the book before, <laughs> you know, like it was just that's it. Like, I didn't think about all the details that went into it. So I have the utmost respect for teachers because y'all are dope and super amazing. And yes, fight the power with Colin. Oh, I'm about to say Colin. Cow. Colin Kaepernick. It's yeah. Colin. Powell. So <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Oh man, I really was off. Like, yeah, that's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's not, it's it's okay. You yeah, know, it's, I, it's I was okay. trying to like do a catchy trend. It's it failed. Never and Colin Colin Powell is your boy. He's uh Colin Powell is your boy. He's he's a he's a black Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah people. Right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I said I was gonna switch, but I didn't switch yet because of that. I had to wait for Angela Corey because you couldn't vote her out unless she was a Republican. Shout out to y'all getting her up out of there for <laughs> real, though. That's like, <laughs> yo, I was. So so I can't lose my my right as a. It's tricky. Like after I said it, it's like if I go to independent, I can no, I can't because Florida is a closed primary state. Mm-hmm. I lose my primary um, yeah you forego that because nobody it's rough i mean you know yeah i don't know what to do but at least you're not a republican i think (laughs) i mean even if you lose that i think it's worth it (laughs) i don't know what you guys have going on but hey it's not for me to know it's for you guys to know and me to just hope that nobody else finds out yeah (laughs) Well, Colin Powell, he is uh, had some emails that leaked. Apparently, whoever's doing these wiki WikiLeaks, it's the real MVP because they're just exposing everybody. It makes me uncomfortable. It really yeah. does. It makes me not want to email people. What? Well, so here's the thing, and I've been having this conversation with uh, my friends. Like, I don't really understand why all of these personal statements are in emails. I don't know the last time I've sent a personal email. I think the only time maybe yeah I really don't know I especially I, from work computers that's the crazy but thing But I think that they're part of all of these people that are getting exposed from email they're part of a different generation for their generation texting is not really that big of a thing right I feel like maybe it is but I feel like for them they were around when email kind of first started and start first start popping. So it was kind of, that became the new way to communicate with people on a personal level. For me, some of the stuff that I'm seeing, I'm just like, I would never put that in an email to anybody. I, maybe I would say this stuff, but I would never actually put it in the email. I might put it in the text message. It makes me want to block my text messages it makes me just want to be, you know, I don't want to put anything because sometimes I think everybody text messages says, can be pulled for record, can they? In like a deposition? Yeah, but not iMessages though. Shout out to Apple. Um, oh. Yeah. iMessages are, are encrypted and absolutely protected. They can't be pulled. But text messages can. Um, I think BBMs once upon a time was in the same thing as like 
iMessages like they could they couldn't be because of the type of encryption that they use. Like mm-hmm. in order for somebody to get it, it would it'll strictly have to be from like one phone to the next. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to get that person's phone and and see it and like screenshot it or something like that. But otherwise, it couldn't happen. I send emails when what I want to say is too long for text message. I feel like if I'm sending something personal and it's an email, it's because I want to communicate it in writing, but I don't have the adequate means to do it in text message without it being a book. So I'll email it. I guess because I don't mind books and text messages. And I yeah. see, I can't do that. I prefer, just, like, I've had someone send me stuff. I just personally don't respond via email because I feel like I'll just talk to you. I will sit down in your face and talk to you or I'm going to talk to I'm going to tell you through text message. And the only reason I say that is because the only difference between the text and the email is the way that you get it. It's still going to be the same book. <laughs> like and for me, I check most I'm on my phone way more than I'm on my computer in terms of communicating. So I shouldn't I don't I don't need to like go to my email to read something that I can you can just send me in a text message. I don't care how long it is. I'm just going to read the blurb. It's going to be reading the same thing as if I went to the just like going to the mail app and reading it on my phone. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm always going to read it on my phone. So for me, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. My new thing is voice memos. Like I'll just record me saying it and then send it. I don't I feel like that's faster. Then typing it all out. You know, I mean, because you get tone. I feel like you get tone, and so much could be misconstrued. As a person who's had some of any uh, a written message, uh, yeah, held over their head for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, as a person who's had a written message held over their head for years upon years. I just would rather do a voice memo and send it. <laughs> I'm just going to tell it to you because I don't have time for <laughs> I feel you. I'll just send it out. I'll just send it in the voice memo. I feel you. <laughs> you know, you, you get it how you live. What, yeah. How is it going to work? Make adjustments. So, um, Mary J. Blige. Let's get into this. Can do and Mary J. Blige. So, and saying his name is like it made me think of something else. Can do it, just it's never mind, it's like two words put together. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. So, so they're getting you feel like she should pay spousal support? That's like the big question. I thought he was managing, like, I thought he was on his managing tip. He didn't have like a managing company, he was just managing her. Well, I don't, I. I'm not sure, but I think even either way, though, as as the artist, though, she probably was bringing home because I mean, Mary J. Blige has been been around for a minute, um, so she definitely probably is the breadwinner in the family, like in the household. So, you know, in order for him to spousal support is for the the spouse to maintain the same level of quality of life that they had while y'all were together. Um, and if she makes more money, even him as a manager, you know, he's getting what 15% of whatever it is she's making. He ain't mm-hmm. really, if she's, I've, that I know of, she's his only like huge artist, if you will. So he's probably not making it definitely not as much as her. So I don't know. It, 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 what do you think? Um, I don't know. I just feel like you gotta, I, I don't know what 
quality of life he's trying to maintain. I understand, like, he's obviously she's very wealthy, so he wants still that wealthy lifestyle. I just don't think that it's going to be sustainable for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Do, is it spouse support for my a year or two till I get on back on my feet? Or well, do I have has, to? I think it's dependent on the state that you're in. Like, it has... Um, you have to give spousal support for whatever. It's like a court-ordered length of time. Uh, but the the issue becomes literally if just that if it if spousal support in this case should be given because I've heard arguments of he's a man, he shouldn't want a woman to take care of him. Um, Ricky Smiley was even like, he's a man, and the Bible say the man is supposed to be the head of the household. So he should be taking care of himself. He should be trying but to take I mean, care of her. I mean, if that's what the principle they was applying, then he wouldn't have never been with her to begin with. See, I just love when you people implement logic. It just doesn't make any sense. So um, I, my thing is, and I think it's, it's tough, right? It's, it's tough because it's new and it's weird. But we can't, I say this all the time, you cannot have both because it's confusing. And if you have both in your relationship, then you have to define what that's like. You cannot say that, hey, men and women are equal. And then when there's a situation where there's a separation and the woman makes more money than the man and he says, hey, I want spousal support, then you drag him for not being a man. But if they're when they're in the relationship and he's saying, I'm the man, I'm the head, what I say go and, you know, I might listen to you, but I'm only considering myself because I'm the head you know what i'm saying like it's just not you can't you you can't have it's just not gonna work that way legally maybe you know emotionally in your relationship it could work that way that's fine you know but in terms of us taking this to court honestly if what's good for the goose is good for the gander if the shoe was on the other foot and he was the big time celebrity and she was leaving and she said, I want spousal support. Everybody would be all, you know, Oh, she got to get the money. She got to get the money. Would I say personally, am I going to be like the dude that's like, Hey, I want you to pay me spousal spousal support for this. I think that I, I'm quite sure that I can say that I'm not. Cause I just, my, you know, my pride is just kind of like, leave i don't want your money <laughs> you and your money mm-hmm. i ain't have it before you and i don't need it after like that'll be my 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 take but i don't think that this man is because i've heard people say like some pretty sideways stuff about kendu oh he ain't a man and he lazy he want her to take care. and it's like man i don't necessarily know if we can't bring this antiquated up way of thinking to this situation because it's just different like you can't look at it like that because that's obviously not how they were operating already. So because it benefits this celebrity that we know and we love and we think is great, we kind of got to look at it from the standpoint of, hey, well, if we want everybody to be equal, then the reality is, is homegirl, you made more money than he did. And old boy say he needs some help. So kind of going to have to help him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, weird, it's weird. It's uncomfortable. But I feel like, yeah. It just is what it is. I don't, yeah, I don't, I think what, what essentially if that was the way it's set up and he was the breadwinner, I mean, it does make sense for the spouse support based on the law. Um, you know, I just think it's 
a legal because of the legal aspect i don't think they'll see her being a woman any different yeah i I don't yeah legally it's just not like a you can't combat that you can't say well will the bible say they're gonna be looking at you like if you don't get out of here (laughs) what is that (laughs) you know what i'm saying like what does that even mean in terms of what these dollars say that won't work in this situation unless they impose that in their individual yeah so yeah it's just not gonna work so but shout out to them. Honestly, though, I was pretty, I was pretty disappointed because I, I, I wanted them to win. I thought that. Remember when like Mary J. Blige kind of had this, you know, resurgence, and she was doing the, um, was it? What's the the car company commercial she was doing? Mm, um, I don't remember she, that. The, I the remember Chevrolet. that commercial that they oh, had to take out there. I remember that. No, I don't remember that commercial. <laughs> I try not to remember that commercial. It was the Chevy commercials. Remember the Chevy commercials they did? It was like her and Kendu, and I think it was their son. And it was like a whole little family thing, and it was her voice singing in the background. Oh, I didn't see that. I remember when they, I remember them getting together and it being like such a big deal because he was literally like pushing her career pushing her in new areas like she was getting endorsements and all this stuff and it was just super super dope and seeing them kind of last over the years to me was like inspiration and real it was just it was really cool to see that they had gotten together because i didn't know who kendu was i'm sure he was like in the industry and doing stuff before um but i didn't know who he was so it seemed like for me and for a lot of people that I know, they actually, actually, uh, the Brad actually said it. Like most people didn't had no idea who Kendu was, so it's kind of like she upgraded him in a sense of giving him notoriety. But I feel like he upgraded her because that's when Mary J. Blige became like super, um, just kind of like real chill. He was, I think she was still going through like a lot of stuff, like emotionally or whatever, and he was there for that. And I feel like her career kind of went into this legendary lane in terms of getting endorsements and saying, because she's always been, I won't be one of those people that say he made Mary J. Blige a star. I don't think that's the case, but I definitely think that, like, you know, he was a part of upgrading her in many cases and kind of getting her into like a, a new lane and making a lot of, you know, non R&B lover black people fall in love with Mary J. Blige. She was like, she became like very, very universal minus the Burger King commercial because that, you know, we can't. If some, if nothing else gets the spousal support canceled, that commercial should because that, there's, n- there's never any coming back from that. Like, the fact that somebody played it and I saw it on Instagram, I was pretty pissed. I, that's not something I want to remember at all. So I don't know if she made a new Instagram, but she don't. She deleted all her pictures starting in. Wait, really? August, yeah, August thirty first is the first picture she has, and I know she had Instagram before August thirty first. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if. Yeah. Which is a whole other thing. That's pretty sad. I. I don't want to say I hate when people do it, but I just kind of feel like, all right, man. I'm going to go through and delete all my pictures of you, or and it's. I just, you know. But I, I've never been there, so I don't know. Yeah, it's time consuming. Yeah, I just don't. I don't really see how you have the energy to do that. Like, especially if it's something that's way back in the way back. When did Instagram start? Like two years ago, three years ago? I Whenever think three. it started. Oh, wait. Actually, no. Instagram has been a while for a little minute. I was living in Orlando when I first got on Instagram. That was in 2012. So maybe four? Yeah, it might be like four or five years. 
It was so like yeah, you gotta like, go back deep. Yeah, and delete. but I'm not gonna go back there and delete no photos. Like, there's actually like a few photos. I'm I'm not the person that I'm not gonna put like somebody. I, I'm not like a put you on my. I'll put subliminal stuff. Like I I remember going back a while ago and seeing that there's like a photo way in the way back of like me and my ex girlfriend. Like I took hand a picture of our hands and a picture of us like walking and it's our shadows or something like that. I'm not going to go back and delete those. Who cares? <laughs> like, who, who even goes back there? I'm not going back to That's not happening, yo. Well, that's, that's some people's style. They like to go back and delete. To each his own. It's your phone. It's your Instagram. Do what you want to do. But that wraps up uh, the scroll for this week, y'all. We will be back for our main dish. And now we're back for our main dish. Our main dish. Whoever you came with, who you came with. I, I kind of sped it up. A yeah, bit. I think you, you were trying to kind of tired. Maybe we should retire it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... I mean, I feel like people look forward to it. I mean, y'all let us know if you look forward to it. If you think we should retire it, let us know. I won't be offended. I know I can't sing. I just do it for the love of it. Oh. Um, but I know I'm... Now, I'm are offended. people telling you that they look forward to it or... I, I just felt like people got used to it. I don't know. Oh, I honestly don't. I honestly don't know. It was a joke at first, and it just kind of stuck. It just kind of stuck. It's um, just but dead. if you got, if you want me to stop, I mean, I have no problem with. I'm not offended at all. I know my. I can't sing. So you I'm do whatever you want to do. I never want to take away your role because I don't like to kill people's dreams. If this is your dream, Lisa, I'm a. As a friend, I support you. I want you to be happy. I'm trying to get a Grammy, you, you know. You trying to get a who? Grammy. A what? You know, if if Future and the man is saying Panda, yo, I saw him doing an interview, and like a recent interview, not at the VMAs, but another one, and I was just like, Don't try to make yo, sense of it. Don't try to make sense of it. Just, I just, keep, like, <laughs> just keep walking. Don't don't. You know how you be like out and you hear people saying crazy stuff and it's like, no, don't stop. Don't. I'm just like, do you do this for attention or this is really Don't engage. Don't stop. Just keep walking. If you walk and act like it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. The more attention you give to it, the more of a problem that we're going to have. Okay. So I won't say anything about it. So as you know, last week we talked about the friend in the mirror. Um, kind of, it went along with the man in the mirror. I don't know if y'all caught that or not. But... I'm searching for the friend in the mirror. You listen. Oh, you went into that. Like it just came out of nowhere. I was like, "What is happening?" I was like, "Is he having a panda moment?" I don't. That, that scared was, me. Yeah, that was, it was. It was odd though. I, I was. It was very Michael S. Did I sound like Michael Jackson? Yeah, you did come in strong. I was like, "Wow." Hey, I've been practicing. I've been practicing Michael Jackson since I was a little boy. Oh, okay, that's what's yeah. up. Well, <laughs> so, I like we did the friend in the mirror last week. This week we want to continue in that same vein of talking about friendship because we wanted to do like a series. Uh, this might be the last part, and it might be a two part series because I don't know if we can suck anymore about this friendship <laughs> that we haven't already had. We don't want to be the dead horse, so. Um. Yeah. So we want to challenge you to level up. That that came to me when I saw level effort level up. Level All up. Right. 
level up. So uh, there's a certain amount of effort uh, needed to maintain friendships. It gets hard. And I was just telling Randall this. uh, It was one of my friend's birthdays today. I text her. I haven't talked to her. Like, I looked at my text message. I haven't talked to her since March. And it was so crazy. Because I'm like, dang, it's almost October. Um, It's so crazy because I remember the last time I talked to her. And she was like, dang, I thought I did something to you because I haven't heard from you. You haven't returned my calls. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And so it's so funny because we've, like, connected as adults. Mm-hmm. And well, a lot of people I connect with, but you know, like for real, for real, growing up, like, like I'm almost thirty. Like I met you like two years ago, yeah. Um, and we're cool, and she's so sweet, so nice. But it just takes so much effort to build new friendships. And she lives in Dallas, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like I can't even. It's I'm not gonna see you. I I never go to Dallas. You never come to. Dallas. It's just like I I can't even begin to. We can talk on the phone, but it's just going to be difficult because I got to catch you up and all that stuff. So um, I texted. I was like, happy birthday. I know I've been a horrible friend, but I just want to tell you happy birthday. And so it's just like, man, I got to get better because I like I really want to be a friend. I just don't have the time to put the effort into the new friends. Mm -hmm. And I understand why people say no new friends, because it takes so much work. Yeah. To be a good friend to new friends. Um, and so um, there's a certain measure of effort. I mean, she probably doesn't even consider me a friend anymore. And she has every right to because I, I haven't reached out to her. <laughs> so if she doesn't, I wouldn't even be mad. Uh, but yeah, there's a certain level needed to maintain friendships. And um, yeah, you just have to do the work. What do you think, Randall? Is it hard for you as as LA? I mean, you said you spoke about this a little bit um last week, but you know, how how is it for you maintaining friendships? So, I definitely think it's something that is challenging. I admit to it all the time. I feel like with 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 dudes for us, some things are just it's a little different um just in terms of like expectation level. I think that, you know, for the most part, we kind of have you got like your 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 close friends, your good friends, the people that you hang out with on a normal basis, and then everybody else just kind of like falls in and fills in, you know where it's at. So it's like if we have time to hang out or catch up, we do, and if we don't, then you ain't nobody like out here crying or mad at nobody, because um, we haven't hung out. It's just kind of like, yeah, man. I mean, you got life. Like I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that it's that much of a problem, but I do think that there are friendships where you have built, like established some level of like closeness with a person. Um, and it becomes tough to kind of keep those things up. It, it becomes a bit challenging and it is all, it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a, I don't have time or I'm not interested or, you know what I'm saying? I'm like intentionally not trying to link up with you. Sometimes it can really, really be schedule crashes, clashes. I have one friend that travels a lot and 
typically like i don't travel as much as he does for work but i do travel for work so it's like when i do have to travel sometimes we'll be traveling like at the same time or sometimes it's like yo we gonna hang out and we gonna go grab happy hour we're gonna go to happy hour this week and then it's like oh well i'm actually gonna be at the office late or i got this going on or i got this going on so it's kind of like just a scheduling thing that i feel like sometimes can really make things make it challenging to keep people in your life and kind of to keep giving to those friendships if you will um because it does take like an immense immense amount of work um but i think one thing that's interesting and that i kind of wanted to to kind of use to talk about from this is you mentioned earlier the whole meme that says like um, you can tell like the friendship by how often you talk to them or if how long you can go without talking to them and then you pick back up. And so I kind of just wanted to talk about that and use that as like a, def- a defining tool of what does that actually mean? Can can you measure your friendship or the the level of friendship or to kind of define your friendship, if you will, based on your ability to go long spouts without talking to somebody and then pick back up from nowhere? Or do you measure it by how often you actually talk to this person and you're able to maintain talking to that person in the midst of having all this other stuff in your life going on? I See, I measure it by how, like, frequency and depth um because i feel like there's some friendships you could go a long time without talking and y'all pick back up but it's so much that changes in your life i know for me in my last year the amount of growth the different changes i've been through i can't update you on a a year and i only talk to you every couple years you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like I just feel like there's going to be such a disconnect. Now, we could be cool. Like, when we, when I see you, let's go to the mall. It's like, oh, in high school again. You know, that kind of thing. But the people that we are, I just think that because of the way life changes, it's just going to be hard to have that deep connection if you're not talking on a regular and you're not going through life with me. If we're not doing life together. Now, we could be friends, like childhood friends, and I see you. We go to the mall. We pick back up where we left off. Mm -hmm. But the depth, I think, is not going to be there for me. And so, you know, when people say, you know, I like low-maintenance friends or I like friends that I don't have to talk to all the time, that's fine. Just know the quality might not be there. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, you you, you could have the, you know, quantity or we could still be cool but we probably won't be close because we're not communicating. And, and I mean, you, you can only get from cool to close with communication. If you don't communicate, you're just not going to be close. It just, it won't happen. It's, it's not realistic. So I'll follow you with that. I, for me, I think it's a bit of a hybrid. I think for me, what's important is it depends on the person. It depends on that individual. I have, a really friend, a good friend that I consider actually to be really close. One of my closest friends um, that we don't talk. I say frequently in terms of we don't, I have people that I talk to literally like multiple, multiple times a week, every other day, if not every day to some degree. And there, this friend, I probably talk to maybe like once or twice a month, but this person is somebody that I consider super close. And I know that I can, 
tell anything to because I probably have told any and everything to. And I always feel like have has my back. And that's simply because I feel like we don't talk not because of like lack of interest, but simply because of life. And I can pick up with this person just from where we left off. I have two friends also from like high school, actually a few friends, but um, two people that stick out my, my mind, particularly from actually from middle school that we don't talk hardly ever um in terms of in the grand scheme of like keeping up with each other lives maybe like major events so we'll call each other for like birthdays or you know um a kid or some some family function or something like that we talk then but literally when we get together we pick right back up from where we left off and there's a level of kind of comfort and honest and, and and openness that is always there and that maintains and i will consider those people not best friends but definitely close friends and people that are close to me not like a close friend today there's going to be countless things that they don't know about my day today but the thing that i think is so beautiful and it's something that actually shocked me and i had to learn is when we get together the same level of like intimacy that we had when we were like 12 and 13 which is really really weird we actually can have that same level as 28 29 year olds um and it's interesting just in a sense of there's so many holes that i would normally have to fill them in um and these two when i'm saying them i'm saying there's two people that i that are in my mind now but these two aren't like attached together they're separate two separate people but it's like there's so much that i would have to catch them up on like if i pulled my best friend and i pulled them and it was like hey what do you know my best friend would definitely be like yeah i know this and i know this and i know this and i know this i know this and they probably be like, yeah i don't know any of that but their response to any of the stuff about me or whatever would probably i dare to say would be very very similar to how my best friend's response to it is because i feel like as people they we've kind of they're able to maintain that type of like commitment to friendship, honesty. Um, one of my friends, uh, during their child's birth, I, you know, showed up, like I, I came to the hospital for the child's birth and it was just kind of like, you know, I'm right along in there with the family and we are just, I haven't seen the family in forever, but it's like we never skipped a beat because we're all just in this thing together. So I guess it kind of operates in that sense more of like a a family member as opposed to a friend. Um, and I think that that's OK. But I do think that it's important that you have other people that are your friends. I don't think I'm not one of those people that's like every friend that I have is or my best friend is somebody that I can go <laughs> four months without talking to and you like my best friend. I just, I feel like there's, there's a certain level of like we doing life together that, that needs to be there. And so in terms of the effort that has to be given, there's an expectation of both of us of, you know what I, because you operate in this space and exist in this space of my life, I need you to consistently be here and be present. And so what that looks like is us hanging out, us flying to see each other we're adults now and we have careers um and we got enough money that you can say hey i'm hopping on a plane to come visit you for the weekend or coming to visit you for the week simply because you know this is important and this is valuable 
um, or we are FaceTiming each other, which is something that I do a lot more now and I used to not do ever. Um, or, you know, we are picking up the phone just to call each other, just to, to, to figure out what's going on, to be engaged with each other. And I feel like those things, that's important, too. So I think for me, it's kind of like a hybrid of both. Like it depends on the individual and what you kind of what I kind of need from that person now, because honestly, my best friends, um, two of my best friends don't live in the DMV area at all. And I keep up with them more than some friends that I've made in this area that actually live here. And it's, you know, being brutally honest, it's just the truth. And it's not like a, it's not a, I don't think it's to anybody's fault more so of it's just kind of like yeah it's just kind of like the way things are and kind of how life was established life is going at this point and yeah we good yeah i see i see what you're saying i have like three friends that i don't talk to regularly but i consider them close still with some sense of closeness and i know they're going to show up um that probably would be like my high school best friend I mean, you know, I think I think she'll continuously always show up. Yeah. Um, and my my college roommate and um, another girl that I was really cool with in high school, too, and that went to my church. So I don't talk to them with regularity. But when I talk to them, it's like it's still that level of closeness, in a sense, like you were saying. So but it's not like I wouldn't consider when I say closeness, I'm like, we could pick back up. But I, one of the most difficult things I think for me, and I was thinking about this today, I have a on and off switch relationship wise. It's either I'm like all the way engaged or I'm totally disengaged. Oh, wow. Um, in a lot of cases, I think it depends on how the situation ended, but I could like, if the situation maybe ended bad, it's kind of like a on and off. Like, Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's interesting. I don't know why that's that that extreme for me. If it went bad, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it went bad, it's like, it's very hard for me to turn it back on. It sounds like it's like a protective uh, protection mechanism, which, you know, makes sense. So one thing that I've learned, and it's something that I definitely did not grasp the concept until I got um, to the DMV area was that, like, I have a tendency to hang on to stuff um, and something that with somebody that easily could have just been, you know, a dispute or just like an argument, a disagreement. For me, it was all it became grounds of like, I mean, I can't mess with you no more. I can't be involved in this no more. You you know, I don't really like this about your character. And so I got to like keep it moving. But I've learned and I, I we talked about this before, so I don't want to go down this path. Um, I don't, I'm going to be mindful of making sure that we stay on topic. So I don't want to go down that path. But I've talked about like having, you know, friends that aren't always you don't got to be close to everybody everybody don't got to be your best friend and everybody don't have to be you have this like super deep relationship with where y'all are like oh we're talking about the meaning of life sometimes some (laughs) friendships are just good to just have fun you know what i'm saying like some people are just good to have fun and the level of effort that you put into that friendship is literally just 
we have fun together and that's the effort that i put into it so when it's time to have fun i'm I'm putting effort into it to make sure that we can have a good time we can go out for a drink you know we can go out to this event it's cbc weekend we're going to you know hit up this spot because you got to hook up or i got to hook up or you know we know such and such is going on like and that's kind of what we do and i think that that's okay and that is that's a it's still somebody that i i can consider i think it goes along with that whole hybrid thing of you know this is a this is kind of like that middle ground that i don't have to be 100 percent present for everything i don't need to know everything that's going on in your life to some degree i don't care and i think you don't care either and not in the sense of like if you were going through something bad like i wouldn't be there for you but more so of I understand the role in which I play and I understand that, you know, you have a best friend or you have really good friends or really close friends. And I understand the level that we meet on probably it might just be like, yo, we just like to go and to the sports bar and watch the game. And like, that's just kind of like our thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we we connect on. So that's what we do. And that's that's what my expectation of that is. Um, and it's, it's nothing, it's nothing more, nothing more or less of that. And it's not like any ill intent, if you will. But one thing that this kind of leads into, I think is, um, understanding what's enough and what's not enough in terms of the level of effort that one gives to a friendship. And at what point in time would, do you think it is, it's you you should maintain a friendship or keep trying with somebody where you feel like it's like one-sided don't wait too long because it'll drag you out (laughs) so don't wait too long it'll drag you out (laughs) it'll drain you um i mean i think you have to consider people have different seasons um you know if it's consecutive seasons of just not making any effort I think you have to reassess what this person really is um what what is this really is this a toxic situation because some people will take and take and take and don't mind you bending over backwards for them but if you call them to the carpet then they will say well I never asked you to do it Hmm. Well, you never stopped me from doing it either. Right. Um, So I think you have to consider that some people will naturally be willing to take, but be unwilling to give. And when you and when you find that that a person's personality, you have to reevaluate. Okay, you know, I don't that that doesn't mean that I hate you. It doesn't mean that I you know dislike you that doesn't mean i wouldn't show up for you if you called me and your tie was flat on the side of the road that's not what that means but i'm not gonna invest what i consider my value what i consider closeness my expectations for closeness onto you and maybe we're meant to be cool you can be cool and i show up for your birthday show up for graduation hanukkah Whatever, you know, festivity <laughs> is, I'll show up to support you. But when it comes to day to day, yeah, that expectation just has to be lower. And I think for me, the the growth has come for me transitioning in my 30s, really knowing that some people cannot, they're unwilling and they may just aren't wired to give 
like you may be willing to give on that level. Doesn't mean they're bad people, but just means that y'all are not fit to be close. And so, because you're going to be drained, um, they're going to be drained because you're going to be putting, like, man, I expect you to do this. They're like, uh, no, that's too much. That's not what I give. So, hey, it's an imbalance in expectations, which is always going to be disastrous. Absolutely. So, hey, listen, you don't give a lot. I might give more than you in, fr- in close friendship. So how about this? Let's just not do it on that level. Let's keep it surface. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, for me, you just have to kind of know where what a person is willing to give and don't stress yourself out. Don't don't try to make them give more. That's just who they are and accept who they are and then position them in your life based on what they're willing to give. And they might be willing to what they're willing to give might fit your close or associate level. And what they're giving, they're like, man, this is this is the best I have. And you like, oh man, I, that's like the bare minimum on, on right. in my circles. Uh, and they're like, no, that's the maximum. In my... And so that imbalance is going to always cause conflict. So you'd be like, well, let you get with these people that don't require much. And I'm going to kick it with these people that <laughs> match my expectations. Right. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's the wise for me. That would be, that's the wisest thing I could suggest. Yeah, no, that's absolutely that's one hundred percent real, and I <laughs> I laugh because I think that it's important for people to get to that place and to be honest with that, um, and just understand that for me the 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 level of effort that you should give and how long you should give that that level of effort is solely dependent on the person that you're dealing with, right? I think mm-hmm. that you have to accept those expectations and make those expectations be very, very real. I think it's very easy for you to be doing something. I've had this conversation um, with a family member of mine and we, we were talking and, you know, they just felt like I'm doing all of this stuff to show you that, you know, I want us to, to have a close relationship and, I'm not seeing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, you sent me a text like, message. What are you talking about? Like that, to that me, that, that's effort. not closeness. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I, I text you. I reach out to you through text. Fool, you text me one time last month. Like, what does that even mean? Oh, I, I don't even be on Facebook and I liked your picture on Facebook. Who the, f- what does that even what, what does that mean? Like that means absolutely nothing. So I think it's important, you know, to make sure that the person understands that you're giving that effort, but for you to also, you know, be realistic about what that is. I think people have such a, it's so easy for us to be, to see what we're doing and to feel like we've been doing it for a long time when we literally been doing it for just a little bit, like a few weeks. And you think immediately, well, I'm putting in the effort. What's the problem? Well, they have this thing out called life and real life. And if you weren't a part of my real life, the minute you decide that you want to be a part of it, you can't just expect that overnight. We're going to be hunky dory, like, you know, walking running down the street skipping like it's just not gonna work like that because real life says that real life has real people in real things because you just decided to be real you got to stand in line and wait your turn because at this point is just not your turn and your turn might not come for another you know six months year two years but you got to be realistic you know what i'm saying and understand hey i haven't been present or this hasn't been happening so at this point now i want to have you know 
a relationship or a friendship or whatever it is with this person. And I think that now that I'm giving the effort that, you know, it should be happening immediately because I'm doing too much when there might be, you know, years of you not doing enough. And so you kind of got to undo that in order to get in a place where we can actually have something. So I think for me, again, it comes one of those things where in terms of considering what's what's enough or what's doing too much in terms of the level of effort you you're giving, you got to have that conversation with the person because what will be what you deem to be work for somebody else may not be work. And what you deem to be too long for somebody else, for that person may not be even long enough. You may not even, even scratch the surface. I do remember having this conversation with somebody that felt like, Oh, they were, you know, I'm just putting in so much effort and I've just been out here trying and, you know, I really want us to work on our relationship because I feel like it's necessary and I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And all of the stuff that they were doing again was like, I sent you a text message. I like the picture on Facebook, all of the stuff that, in the grand scheme of things for me means absolutely nothing nothing. i text that's my main mode of communication so i text everybody like uh, to to be (laughs) brutally honest i met an uber driver um (laughs) and she was like we should keep in contact and she was like i think you're just like an older she wasn't really older maybe she was like in her 40s but she was like you're really great you're really inspiring i feel like we should keep in contact i text my uber driver like to keep in contact with her (laughs) do i feel close to my uber driver no do i have a history (laughs) with my uber driver no you telling me that you text me and this being your effort, my Uber driver texts me, bruh. That <laughs> like, what does that even mean? You know? But for some people, I think in our society, that's a lot. And so you and can never lame, measure. Though. It's really sad. And it, it just is what it is. It's really lame and it's really sad. And you really should you assess said, yourself. What you said, <laughs> everybody had a different level. Everybody do have their different levels. But when you try to That's superimpose, yes, when you try to superimpose the fact that you sent me a text message as the definition of why we got to be close and I'm failing at our closeness because you sent me a text message. That's not enough. And you should understand that that's not enough. And if you don't understand that, you should find a therapist that can teach you that that's not enough. Because, yeah, I'm just I'm not sure that a text message has really like revolutionized somebody's life. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, that's that's enough. It's great to keep in contact. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm the person that advocates for, and I've advocated for it on this show that, you know, that is a great form of communication. Um, and, and, and it's cool, but I think that if you're trying to use that as a way to say that you have put in just this immense amount of effort to make something work, I think you're going to have to check yourself on that because I don't think that that's real. Like you didn't really do that. That's <laughs> that's like a multitask action. Yeah. That, that, you that, did that doing something else. That it be news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. I just, I don't, I think for a part of one of the things that I think has really shaped who I am in my development with friends is that I've consistently had like one close friend mm-hmm. and I didn't, as long as I had my philosophy was I got a best friend and I got a boyfriend. I'm good. Like if I had those two, I was cool. That's so funny. Uh-oh. 
It's funny because that was my logic for a long time. And so, um, it does take a a put a strain uh, on your friendships when if one of them is missing, Mm -hmm. and you have to put all the weight on another. Mm -hmm. Um, So it does take a strain. I mean, put a strain on the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, I'm not doing either. So (laughs) I I just diversified. Like I just went from having two to well, I'm not dating anybody at this time, and so then, I'm and I'm not doing a whole best friend. So I just kind of spread myself to different people for different things, and that seems to be working better for me. Yeah, like I diversified my portfolio. That's what I was just about to say. You diversified <laughs> that portfolio, and that's and you got the best return because all of the kid. It wasn't all in one place. You had you had friendship just oozing from multiple avenues, and it's working great for you. But I think that's it's, it's it really is it's really it's something that I we all have to consider in terms of our expectations with people. And I think sometimes, especially for guys, I don't feel like we always analyze and think about it on this level. I feel like it's something that is maybe a little more more natural or typical for women to do more often. Not to say that there's no guy that's out there that's doing it or if a guy is doing it, he's weird. But it's like, I don't think it's something that we we think, we analyze or we think about what this means in terms of our friendship. And one thing for me that was really, really powerful, um, my cousin that passed away uh, here recently um, at his funeral, there was one of our frat brothers that was speaking about him. And he was basically just saying how like Orion really encouraged it, it kind of opened him up to be more um, mindful of how important it is to, to think about his friendship with people and to think about, you know, the bonds and the brotherhood that he's built with people um, just in a more intentional way. And it being okay to say, Hey dude, like, I really appreciate you. Hey man, I love you. Hey man. Like, you know, this is, this is valuable to me. Your friendship, our friendship is valuable. I feel like sometimes we can kind of get in a space where we don't do that. And it's people in general, but uh, I think I've seen it so often amongst like men, we don't necessarily think about things in that way or express ourselves in that way. So we kind of just keep going and keep moving without thinking that anything means it anything or thinking that like oh you know this is important to somebody you just kind of just out here you know just out here being out here um it's mm-hmm. like yeah that's my that's my friend that's my homie and then you get to someone's funeral and you realize i've actually never said those words to you i've actually never told you how i how much i appreciate your friendship or i appreciate you know you being there for me and my family or you being honest or i appreciate the times that we just play video games or you know went and played basketball or went for a run i've never told you how many times i appreciate those uh, like how i appreciate those things so here i am standing at your funeral with all this stuff and not saying it um and i say that just to say that we have to it's so important for us to realize you know the need to do these types of things and to also just to put those things in action while we have the time. So to consider how much effort you're putting into a friendship, consider how you not being around or you not calling this person when they're in the hospital or you not uh, showing up for this big event for this person, although they might not say anything, there's a possibility they could bother them. There's a possibility they could feel alone. So like, what are you doing to kind of, 
you know, make that be known and to, to, to analyze that situation and just to go a little bit deeper. Cause it's just, it's important to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I think that it is, it's something that we need to do It's something that we need to talk about. And I think it's interesting too, though, because in thinking about this, thinking about us doing this, 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 these episodes and just kind of talking about it. Um, I've actually gotten some really positive response responses from us doing it, but I was thinking like, so what value does this have in a larger scope of things? And I think, honestly, we think about brunch, right? We do brunch with people. All, I know I do brunch with people. And sometimes it is like a checkoff list. Like you just go in just so you can laugh and joke and have a good time. Um, and especially when the weather's nice and, and, and you're just kind of just going just to do it. Um, and I don't want to say just to do it, but you're going just because you want to have a good time. But I think it's important to realize how these people that you're doing this with and this has become your norm um it, whether it's multiple people you're doing it with one person and just realize how that plays into your life in the grand scheme of things like if for some reason this this was shaken up and this person one of these people weren't here permanently how is that going to impact you and once you think about that what have you given to that person you know what i'm saying like have you talked to that person about it like really just kind of understanding and putting things in perspective and making a decision at that point you know i put the most effort i put in our friendship is us being a part of the same crew and we get together we laugh and joke and we have a good time because we we might be going out for brunch and then after that you know it's kind of just like the stock is based on convenience as opposed to here's another person that i really vibe with i have a good time with we i really enjoy spending time with you and if you weren't here for this brunch this would be a little different for me and so just letting those people know that and yeah that's why i think it's 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 super important yeah i i agree so let us know um what y'all think shout out to all of us all of i'm talking about all of us all of y'all who gave us feedback on the last show we really appreciate it on twitter and on instagram and texting us it's really helped oh god i'm stuttering what's going on it's really keeping us motivated to talk about these things and be transparent that um to know that our transparency is helping you means the world to us so thank you and we'll be back with our toast or roast And now we're back with our toast or roast. Uh, I'm going to kick it off. Uh, today, I want to toast to um, Brian Callahan. He was a family friend of mine. He grew up, um, he was like a little brother to me. Um, he um, played with my brothers, spent the night over um, our house growing up. My mom took him to school. He stayed around the corner. Um, his family knew my family. His granddad was the people that married my was the man who married my parents. They became Christians at his his grandfather's church. So mm. just a lot of close um, close ties there. Mm-hmm. And um, he passed away um, last last Friday, and it was just really tough um, with how everything went down. And just uh, I just want to toast to his life. He was twenty one years young. Wow. And such a tragedy um, to lose someone that young. So 
I just want to shout out to his life. He was a, a good young man, never gave anybody any trouble. Just nice, sweet, humble guy. So just toast to him. I had just seen him, which was so crazy. Yeah. Like, and he had dinner over at the house. Um, like a, the the last time we had Sunday dinner at my parents' house, and just just over there chilling, watching TV, eating. It's just like crazy. Somebody could be here and not be here. Um, and so just it's been a kind of tough time. Um, but I just want to celebrate his life. Um, so just rest in peace, Brian Callahan. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, toast to toast to him. I know that is, as you know, I know that losing people that has just been there firsthand. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that's really tough for your family. And I'm definitely we will definitely all be praying for you guys um, to keep it on a, a, a positive note. Just in celebrating good things. Um, Mr. Mike Young, he's going to be my toast for this week. So I saw the video of Mike Young on if you guys don't know who Mike Young is, um, he was on the late, late show with James Corden. I actually saw that was my first time hearing him sing. And then I went back and saw the video. So you probably have seen it on some social media outlet. There's a guy that's in like the New York Metro and he's just like in regular clothes. And it looks like he's doing something. And apparently he's singing. I kept seeing mm-hmm. the video, but I had just saw a video right before I saw that video of somebody else saying that this person can like really blow. And I watched the video and I was like, I don't I mean, they don't sound bad, but this is like not something that you should be you know, happy about. So I was kind of turned off from watching another video. And then I was uh, up. It was like late. I think I was just up probably still unpacking boxes and I saw that you know it was came on the the late late show so I started watching it and this guy he starts talking about him he plays a clip of the video and then the guy actually comes out on the show and he's singing and this dude has an amazing 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 voice and I don't know his story I don't know I just know that he was like in the subway um singing I don't know all of his story I don't know if he you know didn't have any money or has been singing his whole life but this dude was an incredible incredible voice and for me the thing that it was just kind of inspiring was I know that this guy didn't have this type of spotlight before now and I think it's just amazing that he has such a great voice and such a great talent and he's using it and it's kind of got him this big like national recognition he's he's gone viral he's got on these TV shows and all these people are asking him to come and sing in the wild people and I just thought it was really dope because I was like here's an older guy and people always think about being like a superstar living their dreams and thinking that like you know they should give up if they're not there by 20 or not there by 30 and this guy I don't know how old he is but he definitely seems like an older guy and he's just you know just out here doing what he loves just to sing and I thought it was really dope and it really inspired me so toast to you Mr. Mike Young I think you're amazing um if you guys have not seen that video do a search for Mike Young and watch his video it's it's pretty dope and yeah. yeah, that wraps up this week's show. Um, we thank Believe. you guys. Yeah, good vibe. We forgot. Oh, good vibe. we didn't do a good vibe, and I'm gonna get out of here without <laughs> a good vibe. Uh, what's the good vibe, Lisa? The good vibe is unconditional love is not based on the performance of the receiver, but the character of the giver. Hey. And that's by Jack Frost. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's challenging to me because, like I said, I have that on and off switch sometimes. Um, when I've 
that's a protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just it's challenging me to realize that unconditional love is not based on the performance of another person, um, but my personal character and the ability to overcome and give people the grace when I feel offended. Right. So, it is. Um, yeah. It's a decision. It's rough. It's a tough decision. Ooh, it's a real decision. tough decision, but it is yet still a decision. And I'm here for it. Come on, decide to forgive, decide to love, decide to move forward. Yeah, and decide to let go. Shout out for letting go. I'm just just playing. (laughs) No, so we thank you guys for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. We thank you guys so much for rocking with us and just for uh, giving us feedback, yo. Honestly, just being real honest about the shows, being real honest about what you're thinking and sharing it with people and talking to it and sharing us on your social sites. Um, I was listening to one podcast and they were saying how oftentimes, you know, as, as, as creatives, as people that create content, what we're always looking for is a way to um to get money to 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 fund what we're doing and those things are important but what's also important is just kind of having people support what you're doing by sharing it on their social sites um or just saying something positive about it or just giving you feedback so i just keep that in mind i'm saying thank you guys for everybody that reaches out to us and tells us how you feel whether you put it on social media whether you share it on facebook or twitter um or instagram uh or, or just you you send a message or give a phone call to say hey I like this. I didn't like this. I actually want to talk to you more. There's so many of my friends that um, listen to the show and thankfully we'll be like, let's have a conversation. And we end up having a debate about something that we talked about on the show, which initially was a little weird because I was like, but you don't know my full opinion. I just gave you a clip of what I felt. But I think it's incredible because it fosters conversation. And that's the whole idea of why we wanted to do brunch culture is to promote people talking about things that, you know, are difficult that we tend to talk about when we're at brunch amongst our friends. But we don't really talk to with everybody else. So I think it's just super dope. So thank you guys for listening to us. Make sure you guys check us check out our website at brunchculturebc.com. Hit us up on Twitter at brunch culture and on Instagram at brunch underscore culture. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash brunch culture and yeah that's it thank you guys and remember here at brunch culture everything is up for discussion